0: I want to give you first a little bit of information that you may or may not know. In our country, we have 188 ambassador positions. Uh, and just by way of simple definition, so that we could all be on the same page for today, uh, here's a definition that I came up with on an, uh, for an ambassador. It's a person, or a representative more specifically, with a special mission. A representative with a special mission. And so uh, an, an ambassador is someone that uh, represents our nation, or, uh, and that whether they represent it in a specific country or through in a, an organization like the United Nations. Uh, so we have the, all of these ambassadors, 188 positions in all, that I want you to keep in mind as we uh, go to our next stop in this series that we've been looking at called Remarkable, which is our uh, walkthrough in the Gospel of Mark. And this morning, we are going to chapter 6. So if you have your Bible, go to Mark chapter 6. I'm going to begin reading in the latter part of the sixth verse. Then Jesus went from village to village, teaching the people... And he called his 12 disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick, no food, no traveler's bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothes. Wherever you go, he said. Stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. So the disciples went out telling everyone they met to repent of their sins and turn to God, and they cast out many demons and healed many sick people anointing them with olive oil. Father, we come before you now in the precious name of Jesus. I thank you for your word. I thank you for all that you have purposed and planned for this service, Lord. Help me to communicate everything you placed in my heart, God. And as always, God, for every single one of us, beginning with me, give us an ear to hear what you are saying to the church here today, to all of us, Father, in Jesus' name. And everyone said with me, amen. "Amen and amen." All right. So now, as we have just read, Jesus sends out t- his twelve disciples uh, to be his. Ambassadors, that's our big word for today, that, uh, because they're, they're going out as his representatives uh, to the towns to communicate to them the gospel. And he notice that he gave them authority, or it's the same word that we translate as power. So he gave them authority or power to fulfill this special mission that he has sent them on. And he told them to go as they were. Notice he told them, I don't want you to take anything with you except a walking stick and sandals. You can't take any extra clothes. You can't take any food. Don't, in other words, don't prepare for this journey. Go as you are on this mission. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what that might mean for us here today. And in carrying out their special mission, Notice the disciples did three things. Number one, they told everyone they meant to repent and turn to God. Then they cast out demons. And lastly, the Bible says that they healed many of the sick people. And so here's the connection I want to make here this morning for all of us and how this applies. I'm going to do that by turning very quickly here to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 28 and look at verse 18 through 20 with me. This is after Jesus had resurrected. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even To the end of the age. Now, this is known affectionately as the Great Commission, or or if I could use this, the mission that God has given to the church, to all his people, that as disciples, as followers of Jesus Christ, we've been given this special mission to go and make other disciples. And so that means that we are all ambassadors of Christ. Every single child of God, every single one that has embraced Christ as their Savior, you are a representative of Christ here on the, ar- on the earth. And our special mission is that we are to go and tell people about Jesus Christ, to make disciples of the followers of Jesus Christ. Now, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, Listen, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So notice the Bible says that we are Christ's ambassadors, that God is making his appeal to the world through us. We are his representative on the earth. Now, it's important that this ambassadorship, uh, we, we realize that it, it isn't reserved for just a, a select few. In other words, uh, some people think, well, uh, Christ ambassadors, those are pastors and those are evangelists, but they're, just, they're not really us, uh, normal, regular people, as if pastors are not normal, regular people. Well, <laughs> some of us are normal, regular people. Uh, but In other words, it's important that we recognize that the ambassadorship we're talking about here today isn't reserved for a select few. But every Christian is an ambassador, a representative of Christ on the earth with a special mission. So I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell them, you look like an ambassador to me. We represent not ourselves. We don't represent the church. We don't represent a denomination or an organization. We represent Jesus Christ here on the earth. Now, as ambassadors of Christ, there are four things I want to share with you today that I think will help us and encourage us as well as challenge us. Number one, listen, ambassadors of Christ receive authority or power from God. Now, the Bible teaches us uh, that Jesus, when, uh, prior to him ascending to heaven, gave him instructions to the disciples that they were to go to Jerusalem and wait. Listen, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So after this, we know that in chapter 2, the Bible tells us as they were waiting uh The day came, the day we call Pentecost, where we get the term Pentecostal from, where the Holy Spirit was poured out and came upon all the believers that were gathered together and they were baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence that they began speaking in an unknown language, a different language other than their own. And thus, we find that from that moment, as a result of that, they now immediately go out into the streets and begin to continue to praise God, and people now who were gathered in Jerusalem that day from all different nations were hearing them praising the Lord in their own different tongues, you see. So, it's important that we understand that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to impart power to To God's people, so that we can tell other people everywhere that we meet about the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. In other words, there are times that people get confused thinking that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so that we can speak in tongues, but that's not the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not so that you can feel good, so that you can get goosebumps the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this separate experience after you embrace Christ as your Savior is so that you and I can be endued with this holy power from on high. And it's not a power so that you can become a superhero. It's power so that you can now all of a sudden begin to tell people about Jesus Christ. Because we all know in and of ourselves, we'd just rather not tell anybody. In and of ourselves, we get very introverted all of a sudden, and we would rather not tell anybody about Jesus Christ. but that's why we need this holy power that comes upon us. and notice from that room, all of a sudden, unexpectedly, they went out into the streets and they were not ashamed to proclaim the good news. you see. And notice, Jesus said, "When you're filled with this power, You're going to be a witness, meaning you're going to uh, testify to Jesus Christ and what he's done in your life. You're going to do that in Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem represents your immediate sphere of of people, your community. That could be your family. Uh, That could be your neighbor. Uh, That's your immediate community, your Jerusalem. Then Jesus said, you're going to go into Judea. Now, that expands from your community immediately to the outside community. It could be your job, your school, your neighborhood. That could be your Judea. Then Jesus said, you're also going to go to Samaria. Now, no good Jew would be found in Samaria. It was a place that was considered quite sinful. And so Jesus was saying, when I fill you with my power, you're going to wind up going to a place you would never even think of going on your own, to tell those people there about the good news. And of course, to the ends of the earth, symbolizes the fact that we would even get to place and believe in missions and travel outside, even of our own country, to bring this incredible gospel to people. All because of this power that comes upon us. Now, listen to what the Bible says in Acts chapter 2. Because again, I want to reaffirm uh, the fact that this even, even this experience is not for a select few. Because some people think, well, the baptism of the Holy Spirit are for those that God has selected to be pastors or evangelists. No. Listen to what the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon how many people? All, all people. Come on, one more time. How many people? All. Come on, look at your neighbor tell them all means you. Listen, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Hear me, young people. This is not like, well, I don't have the right age. You know, I'm too young. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see vision. And your old men, I'm not calling anybody old here, okay? The Bible is calling you old, not me, all right? Your old men will dream dreams. In other words, it doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. There is no limitation to you and I being baptized in the Holy Spirit, being filled with God's Spirit so that we can be a witness for Him and be a great ambassador for Jesus Christ. Verse 18, in those last days, I will pour out my Spirit even on my servants, men and women alike and they will prophesy. Many years ago I remember I was teaching a class of eight and nine-year-olds and I was talking to this class about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And a week later one of my students came to me and said, could you please talk to my mom? And I said, why do I need to talk to your mom? She goes, because I've been baptized with the Holy Spirit and she doesn't believe me. And I got her together with her mom and asked, why wouldn't you believe it? She goes, because she's too young. I said, where do you find that in the Bible? God is not a respecter of person. Your daughter was open to receiving what God has promised her and now she has been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Encourage her to to, to speak in another language. Encourage her to, to believe God for great things. You know, it, it's important that you and I understand. Uh, some people say, well, well I, I've never been filled. Uh, that's okay. I, can I just say this about the power of the Holy Spirit and being baptized in the Holy Spirit? There are people that are waiting for that, but they're waiting like, like they're waiting in a doctor's office. You're just sitting there like, when is it going to happen? It's going to happen any day now. Any day now. I ent- to encourage people, you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Just begin to worship God. More people are filled while, while they are just praising God and worshiping God than people who just sit there just saying, okay, God, zap me. God doesn't zap anybody. You, got, you understand what I'm talking about? You, if you desire and you should desire that which God has promised, then seek it by being demonstrative in your worship and praise. Okay. Now, I want you to notice this, that Jesus said, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Here's the thought that came to my heart. So often, we fall into this subtle trap that we think our responsibility is to just to bring people to church. See, God doesn't baptize you in the Holy Spirit just so that then you have the power to invite somebody to church. Don't get me wrong. I want you to invite all your friends and your family to come. But what we are talking about is you recognizing, all of us recognizing, I am an ambassador of Christ. God has chosen me for whatever reason, I don't see why, but God has chosen me to be his representative on this earth. And as such, God wants to give me authority, power, so that I can fulfill my special mission. What is my special mission? I need to go. And when I go, I need to talk to my family. It's not about getting your family to church. That's wonderful. But God said, why do I have to wait for you to bring your family to church? Why can't I use you to talk to your family? You're my ambassador. Why why is it that you got, well, let me just get them a special tape. Well, you know, every once in a while, Pastor Carlos preaches a good sermon, so here's a good one. Maybe if I just get them the tape. And that's wonderful. Get them a tape. But why can't God use your mouth? Why can't God use us in the environment we're in to be his representative? You see, it's wonderful to get people in this atmosphere, but it's even more wonderful for you and I to understand it's not about me getting them in, it's about me going to them and allowing God to speak through me, to make his appeal through me. Now, here's where we get into my second point. Because as ambassador of Christ, number one, we receive this authority or power from God. Number two, ambassadors of Christ trust God for their needs. Remember, Jesus said, don't take anything for this special mission. Now, what does that mean? I I believe it was a test. You have to trust that I'm going to meet all the needs that you have. Now, the reason why this is important is because oftentimes we are not fulfilling our ambassadorship responsibilities of talking to people about Jesus because we're so focused on our own life. You see, True ambassadors are never concerned about their life personally. And I say concerned to the measure that we're so consumed with ourselves. Our focus is more about us and our needs, so we're not looking to the needs that are all around us. Remember when Jesus told the disciples, open your eyes. The fields are ripe for harvest. There are people all around you that are ready to hear the message of the gospel. But oftentimes, we are so consumed with our own life personally and we keep looking internally that we never look away to see all the people that God wants to use us to minister to. So true ambassadors of Christ trust God for their needs so that they can focus on fulfilling their special mission. Not only that, but true ambassadors recognize God is sending me on this mission. Today I might meet somebody that God has put me in contact with that needs to hear how much Jesus loves them and what he's done for their life. Now here's the hurdle many of us can't get over. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know enough of my Bible. In other words, I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. And the Lord is saying. Don't take anything. Don't prepare. Don't trust in that book that you read that tells you five steps on how to lead somebody to Christ. Just go. Because when you go and open your mouth, I'll put the words you need in your mouth. You see, there's a trust factor that happens there when you meet somebody, and we've all been in that place where instantly in your spirit you know God wants you to open your mouth. And I don't want to make a fool of myself. I don't want to sound stupid. Just open your mouth and trust that God will give you what you need in that moment. Would you say amen to that? Oh, good. Now I got you. See, you're on record saying amen. So ambassadors of Christ, number one, come on, they receive authority and power from God. Number two, they trust God for their needs. Here's number three. They preach repentance. Notice the disciples went everywhere, and everyone they met, they told them, you need to repent and turn to God. Now, this re- big word, repentance, just simply means that you need to change the direction of your life. If you're le- living a sinful life, you need to stop living that life and then turn to God. Notice, it's not enough to stop living the wrong life. You've got to then turn to live the right life. And that means embracing Christ as your Savior, you see. Now, some people struggle with that well, I don't want to seem judgmental. I don't want to be calling people sinners or whatever. You need to get over that. We're all sinners. Every single one of us is a sinner. Every single one of us has fallen short of God's holy standard. But repentance is an important aspect of the gospel that you and I cannot omit. It's not enough to just tell people Jesus loves you, as wonderful as that is. We need to get to the point where we need to say, you know what? You know and I know you're not living right before God. If you want God to truly totally transform your life around, you've got to stop living the way you're living and give your life to Jesus. Now, that's not being in judgment. They already know they're not living right. You're just affirming to them out loud what they already know in their heart, you see. And it's important that we recognize repentance is an important aspect of the gospel, that people... Recognize I need to get my life right with God. Number four, we've got, number one, we receive authority or power from God. Number two, we trust God for our needs. Number three, we preach repentance. And number four, we help set people free. You see, the impartation of Christ's authority and power is for the purpose of helping others, setting people free. In other words, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit isn't so that you and I can speak in tongues. It isn't so that we can feel good. It's so that we can receive an authority, a power that comes from on high so that through us that power might be released into people's lives. So that you and I, through prayer, can come into contact with people and not only share with them the gospel, but we can then go and look at them and say, uh, now the, the demon possessed, let's look at it this way. People who are addicted, people who are controlled by some habit, you and I have the power, the authority to lay hands on them and pray for them and set them free from that addiction, from that control. We have the authority, the power that that we can lay hands on people and see them made well physically to be be healed. Listen to what Jesus said in Acts, uh, excuse me, I'm talking about John chapter uh, 14. Let me turn to that quickly. Jesus, uh, John 14, 12. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me, will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So in other words, the Lord here declared, my ambassadors are going to end up not only doing what I do, they're going to even do greater works than I have done while I'm on this earth. I I have opened the eyes of the blind. I have caused the lame to walk. I have cast out demons, setting people free from spiritual control. I've done all those things. My ambassadors who represent me on this earth will do even greater works. Now, it's not about you and I and our effort, it's about us walking in the authority and the power of Jesus Christ. It's why we gather together as as a church family every Wednesday. Because Jesus, I just read it to you, gave us a phenomenal promise. Whatever you ask for in my name, I will do it. Now. Notice Jesus set them out two by two. In other words, it's an encouragement that if I go out with Danny, and all of a sudden we come in contact with somebody who said, man, I just can't get get over this this pornography habit. It's just wrecking my life. Danny and I together can agree on this, and God, we want you to break the power of that satanic hole in his life. And Jesus promised, whatever you to agree on, I'm going to do. We have the ability to impact lives in ways beyond what Jesus did while he walked the earth. Now, I know that sounds crazy to some of us, but isn't that what the Bible just declared? What the Lord himself declared? That his ambassadors would go into their Jerusalem, their family, their immediate fear uh, 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 of people into their community, into places that they've never gone to before. What does that mean, pastor? For some of us, it means going into a neighborhood that God is directing you to. You see, why would I want to go into that neighborhood? Well, isn't it a matter of following God's leading? Remember in, the, in Acts God told Philip, I want you to go by the desert road. Well, why would I go by the desert road? Nobody goes by the desert road. Go by the desert road. And all of a sudden, he comes in contact with an Ethiopian eunuch who's reading from the book of Isaiah, but he doesn't understand what he's reading. And all of a sudden, Philip said, God brought me here just for this guy. And he asked the guy a simple question. Do you understand what you're reading? And the guy said, well, How can I if nobody will explain it to me? That's my line. Let me explain it to you. And from there, he just talked to the man about Christ. And the next thing you know, the guy said, hey, here's some water. What prevents me from getting in that water, getting baptized? Can you baptize me right here and there? Well, yeah, let's go. And he baptized the guy. All because he went into the neighborhood and down the road, he would have never gone. And God used them in that moment. Listen, I would love to get it here on the news that you've got a Channel 9 News or whatever that those channels are, WGN saying, we've got something going down by the lakeshore. We've got people being baptized in 30-degree water. We don't understand it. But they are crazy people that are going out there baptizing in Jesus' name. And we talked. It wasn't even a pastor. It was some woman from some crazy church named Belmont Assembly of God. Well, don't tell them you came from Belmont, no. <laughs> Only kidding. People say, well, shouldn't a pastor baptize? No. Where's that in the Bible? You won't find it in the Bible. You, you, you got a, a bathtub? Fill it up. They want Jesus. Hey, you want Jesus? Right here, right now. Let's fill up the water. We'll, we'll get you baptized right here, right now. Come on. I'm talking, I'm talking straight up with you. Yeah. I remember um, my, my mom at one point was on medication for many years for depression. And she'd never come to that place where she had received Christ as her savior. She always considered herself a good person that didn't need to be saved. One day the doctor decided, you've been on this medication too long. We have to... Take you off of it. You have to stop it. And as a result of that, my mom had an anxiety attack one night. And my father calls me up and said, you got to come. I don't know what to do with your mom. So I came over, and she's sitting in her chair. I need my medication. I need my medication. And she's shaking. I need my medication. And I looked at her and said, Mom, you know how Jesus set me free from heroin. You know how Jesus set David, your other son, free from cocaine addiction. The same Jesus who set us free can set you free right here, right now. You just need to embrace him as your savior. And she goes, all right. And I prayed. I led her in a simple prayer. And then I said, okay, now I'm going to pray for you. And I prayed that the peace of God would come over her. And when I finished praying, she looked at me and goes, I feel different. And from that moment on, she never required her medication anymore. She never looked for her medication anymore. (laughs) Now, listen, listen to me. I was not a pastor at that time. I want to make sure you understand this is not a pastor going over, this is just a son that had a mom that for years didn't want Jesus, but there was an opportunity there all of a sudden. And by God's grace, I stepped into that opportunity with a boldness and a gentleness, but a boldness and an authority given to me by God. And as a result of that, my mom was saved and my mom was set free from her addiction, her desire for, uh, uh, and her dependency on medication for depression, you see. It's important that we stress We're talking about all of us as Christ ambassadors to be sensitive as we go out into our own world about what's going on around us and recognizing I am a representative of Jesus Christ. There are people that will never walk through the doors of this church on their own, that in order for them to meet God, they have to meet us. Out there. And God is okay with that. And saying, go out there. Go impact your world. Go represent me. And in fact, in Matthew, here's what uh, uh, Matthew says. Our uh, worship team, if you would come. Here's what Matthew says uh, in this instant. He adds this Jesus told the disciples as they were going out, freely you have received, freely give. In other words, I have put this power in you. Don't hold it back. Give it away. Give it away. Go, everybody that you meet, bless them. Bless them. Pray over them. Don't stop to think about are they worthy enough to deserve it. As freely as I've given you, that's as freely as I want you to give it out. Don't reserve this thing. But release it. And as you and I will fulfill that, we can see God do some amazing things in people's lives. I believe we're going to hear testimonies that people are going to uh, post on social media and all of that about the, the people that they come in contact with or family members that as they walk in the authority of Christ, God, as He promised, begins to do some amazing things in their lives. impacting people's lives. That's what this message is all about. A people who are ambassadors of Christ, who represent him on this earth, people who have this special mission. God has chosen you and I to take this phenomenal message of hope to a world that's lost and hopeless, to take this incredible light that we have and go shine it in a dark place so that his name might be honored and glorified. Now, as we begin to sing in a moment as Pastor, Ishmael, as Pastor, Pastor Jason and the worship team lead us, I want you to consider this thought. What would you think about a doctor who never practiced medicine? What would you think about a fireman who refused to put out fires? What would you think about an ambassador who refused to represent his master, his Lord? of Christ I release you now to go through those doors and fulfill the special mission that God has for your life. God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ.